Hello everyone. So this is Bimbo Gundiore again. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. So we're going right along to the G of right. So we've done R, we've looked at the I, now we're on the G of the right. Um, we've been talking about what it takes to be the right teacher. We've been talking about the importance of being the right teacher for the children, especially in this um century especially um understanding the importance of education in personal growth in individual growth as it affects families as it affects communities as it affects our country right so let's move right ahead um so we're going to look at g today for great attitude growth mindset gritty and glowing and um, I'll go right ahead to great attitude. So obviously we've all heard that attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. We would always prefer, no matter how much you look at it, would always prefer character over skill. And that is the truth. And even beyond employment, even as, as, um, as let's look at personal relationships. So, for example, you meet a man and you want to marry him and he's such he's the most intelligent man. He's a great banker, da, 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 da. And then he gets to the house and he's slapping you and he's beating you and he's doing all sorts of stuff. So, fundamentally, as humans, we would prefer character over skill. We would want character and would say, okay, if I have character... Then whatever skill that the person has can be can be developed, which obviously we'll talk about when we go into our growth mindset. So what does it mean to have a great character, a great attitude? You know, you should be warm, welcoming, um, tolerant, positive, optimistic, open-minded. You listen to people. You listen before you speak. You are great to be around. You are the one that remembers people's birthdays. You are the one that goes out of your way to say, oh, this looks like a lovely dress. Oh, you've changed your hairdo. Oh, this is this looks so good on you. This suits you. Oh, I see that your classroom management skills are improving. Well done. High five. You are the one that says, oh, my goodness. I saw that. Oh, you've been coming. So you are that positive, excited, happy person to be around. You are the one that brightens up the people's day. You are like sunshine as it were. You are the one that people will naturally gravitate towards. And people with great attitude are the ones that interestingly begin to have more influence even over those people that have great skill. Because people, you are welcoming, you are understanding, you are empathetic. I can come to you and tell you my personal problem. I can come to you and tell you my professional problem. I can come to you and just say, okay, let me go you know, to this person's classroom or let me go and look for this person. This person is going to have a, a great word for me. This person is going to have a great um, you know, attitude. This person is going to welcome me. You are that great person to be around and let me tell you why great attitude is important because i've said it i'm sure somewhere when we're talking about relationships when you want to move right ahead in life it's the people it's the people it's the people your relationships if you have a great attitude you would be a great person 
in relationships. People would naturally even want to be your friend. Let's look at even with the children in the classroom. So there's this child that is snarling, snapping at you, at others, always angry, always uh, and then there's this other child that says, hello, you know, come, how are you? Let's go out, give people hugs, come on. Or this child that comes into the classroom in the morning and gives you a great hug and says, and, and brings a flower for you. Let's be honest. <laughs> great attitude trumps all the time. So you are great to be around. You are great to work with. You brighten up people's day. And his, his attitude is the little thing that makes a big difference. So let me give you an example. So I have um, earlier on in um, in the journey of Kids Court School. So there's a time when we had um, the very first front desk. You know, we call them, you know, we call them front desk, the front office people. Um, she was awesome. To be honest, she was a... So today, when we are talking about her in management or thinking back management meetings, her name always comes up. She was splendid. She would see you coming in from the gate and she would come behind, from behind her desk and she walks to you and she knows every child's name. She knows the baby's name. So if you're a parent and you just gave birth to a new baby, she knows the baby's name. She's going to welcome that child. She's going to ask for the baby. She's going to ask if you got into traffic. I hope the traffic wasn't too much. I hope you've been having a great day. I Come on. People were coming in in droves. She would call you. Immediately you leave, she'll call you. And that's where the culture started from kids called that after you, when you call, come in as a prospective parent, then we we call we give you that call back to follow up. She started it all this nine you know nine years ago. She started it, and she would do the oh how are you it was great to see you today. I hope you got back to work safely. I hope you have great attitude all the time. And then I had this teacher that was fantastic. You know, we she was like a magician when it comes to relating with the children. But she was just terrible. She had terrible people skills. She would even forget to greet. You would greet her, she would not respond. You would, you know, she would almost, you go into her classroom, she's looking at you as if, what are you looking for here? You know, terrible attitude, fighting, you know, just robbing people off the wrong way, robbing parents off the wrong way, robbing her colleagues off the wrong way. And at the end of the day, we had to let her go. We had to let her go. I tell teachers that you see, first and foremost, when poor parents are looking for, first and foremost, beyond, you know, my child needs to learn, is the fact that I want to take my child somewhere that my child, I would feel that my child is safe. I would feel that my child loves going there. I would feel that that is a home, away from home feeling. And all that comes with the attitude. Some of these, these attitudes, you know, I, I call them spirits. So, you know, there's, there's that, you know, there's what you see, you know, at, in schools. And then there are those things that you don't see. I call them spirits, you know, and they're the things that affect the school almost more, as much or even more than the academic rigor in the school. Attitude is one of them. You are walking down the hallway and you are not greeting anybody you see. You are walking down the hallway and you are just, there's a big frown on your face. You are angry 
and nothing that I mean is 8 a.m. and you are angry. We always say that you, you know, obviously we are all alive. We are in the world. Things are happening to us. You leave those things when you get to your workplace. You leave those things outside and you come in, right? And you don't allow them to affect every single thing that you do. So attitude is everything. Attitude would always, you know, trump any kind of skill, any type of technology, any type of pedagogical knowledge that you have. Great attitude. All right, let's move right along. So let's move to um, glowing. So glowing for me is the appearance. So you're a teacher. Do you look the part? I use this a lot when I'm teaching professionalism. I say, okay, so dressing professionally, what does it mean? It means that you are dressing for your profession. So for strippers, for example, a stripper is not going to go to work dressed as a nun because that is not the outfit or the dress code for their profession. So as a teacher, what is the dress code for your profession? You must know. And interestingly, schools have different things. So some schools will say, okay, wear t-shirts on jeans. Some schools will say, okay, dress a bit more formally. Some people will say, okay, dress smart, casual. Whatever it is, you must know and you must abide by that. But above all that, I know that you would not, as a teacher, wear shorts that are showing, you know, a better part of your buttocks. I don't think that is professional in any teaching, <laughs> any teaching uh, center, for lack of, or any school, for lack of a better word. You would not do something that is showing the better part of your cleavage if you are, if you are a woman. You are not going to wear something that is, you know, very tight-fitting that everybody can see whatever it is that is happening. You would not do that because professionally as a teacher in whatever setting, those it is obviously not professional. So you dress as a profession dictates. The other thing about it is that is I, I like to say you, you don't need to have 50 clothes, 100 clothes. I like to say that if you have three or five that you launder properly, that you iron. I don't know why people keep on coming to work with unironed clothes and you you don't see this in i mean i don't think you walk into a bank for example and then i mean you see the man in his suit or the woman in her suit and he's all rumpled i don't know why we feel that we should we, we should get away with that in education i don't know why you would feel that you should leave your house knowing that you are going to go to work we all knew we are going to go to work at the beginning of the year Knowing that you're going to go to work and everything is all rumpled and then you come with excuses. We spoke about personal accountability and you say, oh, there was no power in my home. You know, I, I woke up this morning and I rushed out of my house. It obviously shows that there's lack of organization. It shows that you there's you are not a responsible person, for lack of a better word. So all your clothes, even if you have to go, I tell my staff that there's, there's actually power supply in primary school all through from 7 a.m. all the way to about 4. And I'm thinking to myself that, is it not possible during your break where you have that time to go and, you know, you want to gist, can you not just quickly pop into somewhere, for example, like the sick bay and quickly iron your things, fold them nicely and put... You, you know, we have to be proactive. We'll talk about that as well. So you come to work in the morning and then this parent... I know parents nowadays, they are very exposed. 
they know what they are, you know, they are not, I don't know how they were in the olden days, I would not say, but parents now are very exposed. So they're not going to come in there and then they, 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 their child's teacher. And I tell people that, that education is aspirational for most of us. I want to give my child that thing that I did not get. I want to expose my child to that setting that I was not exposed to. And then you see your child's teacher first in the morning in a rumpled top and scruffy shoes, obviously not polished. And then I don't think you're going to have any aspirational feelings. Please, please, please be proactive. And then personal grooming, shave. You see, men shave. Men should shave. You see, I don't know where that, okay, let's not shave our armpits because we're a man thing. I don't know where it came from. Can you please shave and apply a good amount of deodorant? I don't want to come near you and you have body odor. It shows a high level of lack of self-awareness. It also shows that you are not a responsible person. If you are not responsible for yourself, the way you look and the way you smell, the way, you know, then how am I sure that I can be responsible for my children? I've said that it's not, you know, when we are talking about the right teacher, it's not just skill-based. And I cannot say this enough. I cannot say it enough. It is not just skill-based. Some people think that, oh, because I can teach, for example, using um, interactive whiteboard and I can da-da-da-da, that, no, that doesn't make you the right teacher. The right teacher is a, you know, we're talking about well-rounded. Is well-rounded. is an emotionally, socially, um, academically, everything, well-rounded person. So if you are not well-groomed, I come be around you and, I'm, and there's, you're, you're going to make me uncomfortable. And you see, everybody is going to know. Even your children would know. The parents would know. They, and then, okay, but how does this affect our brand as a school? How does it affect your own personal brand as well? So, shave, use a healthy amount of deodorant. Thankfully, there are many cheap versions of deodorants now. And of course, apply some form of body spray or perfume. If you have a body, if you invest in a bottle of perfume, for example, 100 mils, and you just do, okay, two, two um, spritz here, you know, at least that, I'm not saying you should bath in the perfume. All these things are as important as how well you can teach children in the classroom. Right? Fantastic. So we have said that you must be clean. You must be neat. You must pay attention to the way you look. You must pay attention to the way you... So we, everybody knows what appearance, oh, first appearance, first impression, all those things. So why are we not mindful of that? as teachers we must be mindful of that as teachers we must be right all right thank you now let's move to my personal favorite um it's called the growth mindset and um the growth mindset for me is something that you know when i stumbled upon it maybe recently maybe like a couple of years ago it just made sense um so what the growth mindset is is that belief that you can grow. Now, it almost seems as if, oh, come on, everybody, no. Not everybody believes that they can grow. So there's the fixed mindset where you feel as if, okay, everything I am and everything I can do, I brought it from heaven in terms of, so this is how I am. You know, when you speak to people and you say, ah, that's how I am. That's how I am. I can't change. That's how I am. I can't change. No. So growth mindset means that you can grow, that there's a tendency, we believe that we can grow. 
you believe that you know is a positive mindset that anything that i need to achieve anybody that anything that i need to be i can learn it i can grow to become these things so our abilities are not cultivated they are they are not um, set in stone they are cultivated through our own effort and the problem is that people don't like to hear the word effort ah effort what does that mean? almost as if oh that's drudgery no it means that if you intentionally decide that okay so this year what i want to do is i want to develop a great attitude so anytime i get to work i must remind myself to greet my people to compliment them to commend them right then then you start practicing that so it's same thing okay if i want to be more technologically savvy okay so what do i have to do okay so there's an there's a, um, a computing room in the school even if i don't have my personal laptop so there's a computing room in the school okay so what i can do now is that maybe every day after work for about an hour i'll just go in front of the computer i'm just that that anything that we want to be we can grow into it the second aspect of growth mindset is that it sees failure not as evidence of unintelligence but as a spring for board for growth and for stretching okay so I, I i you know i tried to do this and it didn't work out so it means that i should go back and re-strategize i should learn so we talked about reflecting so i should look at it and say okay what went right or what could i have done okay how could i have done it better what could i have done differently so he sees failure and, you know, not succeeding at something. Not as, oh, that's the end. I cannot recover from this. This is the end. As, oh, opportunity to say, oh, okay. It's almost, it is a not yet. So it is a not yet mentality. So I have not gotten it yet. It's different from I'm never going to get it. And that's what it is. And you see, this good mindset is among all the other mindsets that, you know, and we as educators should have. And we should also try to foster in our children. But if we don't have that growth mindset, how can we begin to develop it in our our children? And you see, what people want to do now is to say, okay, let's start with it. No, we can't start with the children. We can only pour from a full cup. If we ourselves do not have that mindset of, oh, Okay, so somebody comes into you, you do an appraisal, and your appraisal, you've been appraised as being 60%. That is not the time for you to start looking for who to blame, or who to insult, or who to get angry at, and then you go about not greeting the person that you did your appraisal. That is not the time. It's time for you to say, okay, you know what? Can I have my appraisal paper? Can I look at my key, my, my key performance indices? Can I look at them and say, oh, what are the things that I'm not, I'm not doing well at? And how do I set personal goals for myself to begin to improve in these areas? That is the growth mindset. The growth mindset says that I can do all things. I may not be able to do them now. I may not be able to do them yet, but I can do all things. I can learn. I can learn. I can learn. I can learn. You see challenges as your best friend. I don't know how, you know, this for me, I, like I said to you, it, it, it helped me. For example, I, I said publicly, I'm a technological handicap. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, I have a disability and it's called technological, you know, whatever. But I have decided to my, to my, okay, you know what? I'm going to be intentional about it. This is me. I'm doing a podcast. I honestly do, apart from typing and checking the internet, I honestly do not like doing any other thing with technology but i've realized that this is where 
the world is going. And I cannot be left behind. Now, I cannot do it yet, but I know that I can do all things. So I am going to learn. I'm going to invest. I'm going to invest my time waking up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. to look at what I can learn technologically. So that is the mindset. That is the mindset. Having a fixed mindset increases the limitation you have on your life. When already you have said to yourself, I can't do it. Or this is the way I am. How dare you say that? This is the way, you know, if you are saying this is the way you are for something that is positive. Okay, so you are such a great person with a great attitude. Oh my God, you know, this is how I am. I'm such a great, you know, oh, by all means, go along. But then there's something that is holding you back. Something that is that is causing you not to be as you know as great as you want to be, and you are saying this is the way I am. No. So Jackie joined our course. She's an Olympic medalist. She said, "I derive just as much happiness from the process as much as I derive from the results." So that process of learning, so that process of being technological, so I do this, oh, okay, good news. So and I like the fact that with mo most tech gadgets, you can always go back. So obviously you've gone, <laughs> you've gone forward and you've made, made a bundle of things and, you know, so a model of things. So what you're going to do is, okay, let me just click the back button and let me go back to where I started from. That's how it works. So the growth mindset. So I have a fantastic teacher. I met her um, four years ago. Um... And I remember, you know, so I tell people that I remember all the teachers when we had the, you know, the interviews. So she comes in and she's a photographer. And, you know, um, she didn't really speak quite well. She didn't know much about technology. You know, obviously teaching out, she had, she had this um, experience in maybe somewhere that, you know, that wasn't so, you know, so great in terms of, you know, um, um, teaching, you know, learning the pedagogical skills. And then but I just saw you know, that excitement in her, you know, the willingness to grow. She was hungry. And I tell you that now she's one of my best teachers in four years. So she's the one that, oh, you know what? Go and learn about interactive whiteboard. She goes, to, you go to her. Go and learn about handwriting. You go to her. Go and learn about, she's headed, you know, the math department. She's headed the English department. You know, so now she's a, she's a key stage leader. She's fantastic. She's phenomenal. But guess what? I see when you say, when we come out and say, okay, this is what we need to do. This is where we are going next as a school. She would intentionally, that place that you are going, she will intentionally dedicate time and you would see it. Learning about all those things. That thing that you say, okay, so this is it's time now for, okay, we're going to be creating newsletters using the, you know, using the um, Microsoft Publisher, whatever it's called. <coughs> Excuse me, and she would she would bury herself in that thing until she becomes the best at it. So nothing phases her. So you see, when you are introducing something new, you know, you know, in in, in a group there are some people that say, ah, this is too much work. We are going to add work to the work that we have already. Oh, you know, we are no, 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 no. She would welcome it. Come on, <laughs> let's go there. That is the mindset we should have. If we are going to succeed in life, I tell people that nobody fell down from heaven having Montessori skills. Nobody fell down from heaven having um, 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 technological skills. You would grow. You must grow these skills. The next and the you know, but not the you know, the last but not the least 
for this session is what I would call gritty. This is my best word as well. I have many best words. So gritty basically means that you have passion and you have perseverance. So you have, so it's not, you will not give up. Let's just call it that. Let's just say that. Right? So it is the steadfast pursuit of a task. Steadfast pursuit of a task. In spite of obstacles, in spite of distractions, in spite of discouragement, that you are steadfast. And you see, it is beyond passion. You see, a lot of people come and oh, passion, passion, passion. Beyond passion. You see, passion is going to start you on your journey. But you see, I am telling you, I have done this thing for almost 10 years. Passion is going to start you off. But you see, you need perseverance <laughs> to get you to the promised land. Now, Gritty says that it's the combination of passion and perseverance. So you have that passion that starts you off. You have that passion that, you know, makes you skilled, that makes you want to learn, that makes you excited when you get to work, that makes you interested in education and teaching and children, you're in love with them. But you see, there are going to be obstacles, there are going to be distractions, there are going to be discouragements. What is going to make you push through is perseverance. So from gritty is the combination of passion and perseverance. So you start something, you are excited about it, and then at the very first time where ah, an obstacle comes, you say, no, <laughs> I'm not doing it again, no. Is that how it works? No, my darling. That isn't how it works. You don't let setbacks disappoint you. You don't let, you know, your obstacles frustrate you. You finish what you start. The problem we have, and I say this a lot, when you see people jumping from one thing to another, oh, today I'm a teacher, tomorrow I'm a chef, the third day I'm a, I'm a policewoman, the fourth day I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bus driver, the fifth day is perseverance. When you have decided, when you have been called to do this one thing, beyond that calling, beyond that calling, beyond that calling, is that perseverance that will take you through have we had setbacks at the kids' court school? Many. We've had when teachers revolted. We've had when um, parents revolted. We've had when we've, we've had, you know, space issues. We've, when, we've, when we're shut down by the government, when we're building. So many. But you keep going. You wake up in the morning the next day and you keep going. Grit is about living life like it is a marathon. It is not a sprint. I ran the Lagos Marathon in 2016, 42 kilometers from the National Stadium to Miko um, Atlantic. It was the most grueling thing that I've ever done because I said to myself that I'm not going to stop. So they had these buses on the side to say, okay, you know what? If you are tired, get on the bus. I mean, nobody wants anyone to die. But because I said to myself that I'm not going to go and start the marathon if I, I'm not going to finish it. So I had that mindset already. That I'm going to start this and I'm going to complete it. So I started. Ha! My goodness. But I finished it. But you see, at every point on the, of the way, I was, I was, I'm going, I, let me give up. I need to give up. What kind of problem is this? What am I doing? What, what, what will sent me? <laughs> what am I doing? But guess what? 
I finished it. So the passion, I'm a runner. So passion made me sign up for the Lagos City Marathon. But perseverance was what helped me to complete it. Life is a marathon. It is not a sprint. If you are going to do anything and achieve anything, and it is that focused persistence, that passion and perseverance, that steadfast, steadfast pursuit that is going to lead you, it is the secret to outstanding achievement. When you are down, do you stay down? No. You do things afraid. You have courage. You are bold. You are resolute. You are purposeful. You are lion-hearted. You are confident. You do it afraid. I have a teacher, one of my favorite teachers, that anytime you tell her to do something new, she, she bursts into tears. So she came to me as a, as a, as a um, prep teacher. So two and a half to, no, um, yes, two and a half to three and a half year old children. And then one day I said, okay, you know what, go to Nozhi. When she burst into tears and she did the, a, a, the fabulous job. The next time I said to her, you're going to Nozhi too. Oh my God, I don't want to go to Nozhi too. She got into Nozhi too and she did a fantastic job. The day I said to her that, you know what, you are going to be a key stage. No, I don't want to be, how can I lead people? So you see. You will do it, you do it afraid. You push through, you carry on afraid. You push through, you persevere, you fall, you stand up, you keep moving, you keep running because you have set that goal for yourself and you know that you must achieve it. We have one life to live and there's a marathon. You push through. Thank you very much for listening to the G of, of the right teacher. Thank you.